This is The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight, San Jose's first nonprofit news organization dedicated to independent political and business reporting. I'm your host, Editor Nick Preciado. Government officials across California use private email accounts and texts to do the public's business, and those messages often never see the light of day because public agencies can't access them. In 2017, the California Supreme Court issued a landmark ruling that government communications on personal accounts or devices are public records if they deal with public business. The court suggested officials use or copy a government server when communicating about the public's business, but despite that, the practice of officials using their personal accounts for work is ongoing. In 2022, San Jose Spotlight and the First Amendment Coalition sued San Jose and former Mayor Sam Licardo for improperly withholding public records in violation of state law. A judge ruled last August that Licardo failed to adequately search for public records on his personal accounts and that the city violated the California Public Records Act. Now, a new state bill could require government officials to forward their communications from personal accounts and devices that deal with the public business to an official channel. Known as Senate Bill 908, authored by State Senator Dave Cortese, The bill would effectively create a statewide process for preserving records from personal accounts and ensuring agencies have a way to access them and comply with the law. The bill is sponsored by San Jose Spotlight and the California News Publishers Association and has earned support from the California Broadcasters Association and First Amendment Coalition. Joining me to talk more about SB 908 is Brittany Barsati, General Counsel of the California News Publishers Association. Brittany joined CNPA in 2019 as a staff attorney and legislative advocate before becoming general counsel in 2021. She has a law degree from the University of the Pacific McGeorge School of Law in Sacramento, which is celebrating its 100th anniversary this year, and a journalism degree from San Francisco State. Brittany, welcome to the show. Hi, Nick. Thanks for having me. So tell me, why is using private email and accounts for the public's business a problem? So because of, or let me back it up. So the courts have ruled that um, public public records that are on personal devices are still public records. When a personal device is used, though, typically what happens when you put in a public records request is the clerk or um, whoever's responsible for taking them will search for the responsive records. But when it's a personal device, because of the Fourth Amendment, the cities and counties have felt like they can't search a personal device because that would be a violation of the Fourth Amendment. It would be a government search without a warrant. And so it's basically been this honor system where <laughs> theoretically um, the whoever has like whatever official, we'll just use the example of the mayor, will um, say, nope, nothing responsive to this request. So there's no third party. There's no on like there's no unbiased person. It would be entirely up to the official whether they wanted to be honest or not about whether or not they have responsive records. And I think the use of personal devices um, has definitely expanded. Uh, I think the pandemic, especially right, because you had people with kids at home, and you know you're jumping between your laptop and your tablet and your phone um, because your kids are doing distance learning or your spouse needs to use it, and so people were um, using their personal devices more and more um, because they weren't at the office all day. Right. And so uh, it continues to be a problem because those are records that the courts have held are public records that there's um, isn't a mechanism really for searching. Mm. And how does SB 908 work in terms of trying to solve this problem? So SB 908 comes pretty much 
from the case law, right? So the 2017 case, the, the California Supreme Court ruled these were records. And in the dicta, they suggested that you, copying an official device or account would be a way to address the problem and not impact the Fourth Amendment. The language comes straight from there. It's also mirrored off of federal regulations um, where it requires a copy of a device or uh, a government account in order to um, allow there to be a third party, right? There's a server that now the clerk can search the records to see if they're responsive or not. It's just a bill to clarify what the courts have already said we should do. Great. And that, that was actually my next question, too, was how this uh, accounts for the 2017 uh, Supreme Court decision. So maybe you could explain a bit more, too, about why the California News uh, Publishers Association co-sponsored this bill along with San Jose Spotlight. D- does CNPA believe that the use of private email or devices to skirt disclosure is a widespread problem across the state? It's certainly something that continues to be a problem. It's been on my list of things I would love to fix in the Public Records Act, <laughs> you know, for a, a couple years now because it has been problematic. I mean, it's, it's hard to prove it unknown. So you can't necessarily prove how widespread the problem is if there's no ability to search the devices to see what's responsive. But I know um, we run a legal helpline and I got a call um, basically that another publication had requested uh, records between a city council member and one of my members. A city council member said that there was no communication, even though they had been texting Right. And so (laughs) there was no way to prove that. It's difficult to say how widespread the problem is when we're dealing with a negative, but experience has shown in looking at the case law and different like helpline calls, I get that this is definitely problematic. I'd say 98% of the helpline calls I get are usually Public Records Act or Brown Act related. And, uh, the ability to access records for whatever reason, it's just become more um, adversarial in asking for public records requests, which puzzles me somewhat, but that might just be the world we're in today. And so we, you know, worked with the Senator's office in the spotlight around this idea for this bill and agreed to be co-sponsors because it, gets at exactly what CMPA stands for, trying to make sure that the public and the press have access to the records that they need to report on the stories that impact our daily lives. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you looking to make a difference in San Jose? AARP, a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization dedicated to empowering people to choose how they live as they age, is looking for volunteers here in San Jose to advocate on services, programs, and policies to help make our community more livable for people of all ages and abilities. Learn more and apply to become an AARP San Jose local advocacy team volunteer at aarp.org San Jose. That's aarp.org San Jose. Do you expect this bill to face any opposition? Who who would be opposed to this kind of transparency in state government? Well, typically, I mean, I like, and we haven't registered opposition yet because the bill's 
introduced hasn't been said to be heard or anything. But in my experience, usually the city is so the cities and the counties will oppose bills like this. Anything that um, increases transparency um, and theoretically workload for them. There is amazing how much money these government entities spend on lobbying, by the way. (laughs) Well, and that's what surprises me is you think that, you know, joining um, an agency that's serving the public, that's doing the public's business, that is dealing with taxpayer money, it's it's all public business. So I would imagine that you would want to be supportive of being transparent. If, if these officials were maybe on the other end of their money being used, I would assume that they would want it to be used responsibly. Yeah. And I mean, the reasons they cite aren't typically like they're against transparency. Um, this is a budget deficit year. Um, I see. Fiscal, it's, it's a fiscal commitment. Fiscal arguments or that it's going to increase workload or that it's too difficult to manage. But the reality is this is just a bill clarifying the process to ensure that the public has access to the records that are rightfully theirs. The, the government is to serve the people and this should just be, or this does just clarify that. Yeah. Well, and that's something that we've even heard with um, records requests in San Jose where it's, you know, it's eating up staff time. And that, that was something even former mayor Sam Licardo kind of um, clapped back at us a bit in terms of our lawsuit that we won uh, that the judge ruled in August that, you know, this is taking, taxpayer dollars and staff time and money to conduct all of these public records. But frankly, if he had done this on a public server or had this been on a government server or official business to begin with, this whole process wouldn't have happened had he avoided using a private device. You know, those studies have shown too that when records aren't accessible or there's not a newspaper in an area, the government spending goes up, corruption goes up. And there are numerous examples of those throughout the state. Um, it's important to remember that when we're talking about taxpayer dollars and if they, if government entities took a more proactive approach, I don't think the cost would be as high for public records requests. Um, but we frequently, those are the reasons that we hear a lot. It's overly broad or, you know, I get like these template letters from different agencies that are basically like, we're not responding to your request because of this exemption, this exemption, this exemption. And it just states what the exemption is. It doesn't have any information about how the request even like triggers that exemption, which they should be providing. They should be redacting instead of just straight up uh, denying public records requests as well. Brittany, one last question here, just, you know, as I'm kind of thinking about the conversation that we've been having, what can newsrooms do when they run into this issue? Because San Jose Spotlight, I mean, we had help with the First Amendment Coalition with our lawsuit, the city paid our attorney fees, like this wasn't just something that we did out of pocket. And we're a small team, we might be in the 10th largest city in the world or in the US, but we're, we're still a small team, we're like five or six people. Um, and I know that there's, you know, other newsrooms that I've even worked in, in rural areas and areas that maybe don't get as much attention on the national stage or even the state stage as San Jose or a big city. What, what can some of these smaller newsrooms do when they run into this issue of uh, public business being done on private devices? The goal is that the bill will help fix that problem, right? Because it does provide a mechanism for clerks to respond But a lot of the advice that I typically give publications, so CMPA runs a helpline for its members and then uh, 
First Amendment Coalition has one that's free to the public. But it's a lot about building relationships with the different members of entities. It's um, I asked, I typically tell reporters to ask a lot of questions. Okay, like, so help me understand so I don't bug you with a request that you're not going to comply with in the future, right? And that helps you get more information, which might help you challenge or rebut later on. Um, but, you know, sometimes that can be a helpful tactic. Um, it's difficult too now that like, because some governments, like they're not even in person anymore. So it's hard to build those in-person relationships. Hey, we're going to be putting in this request every week, right? Can we kind of get work out something so we can get ahead of it? Are there other ways for you to get the records that you're looking for too? Um, if an entity or person's being particularly obstinate, right? Um, it de- it's always going to depend on the situation, but those are kind of like basics that I tend to recommend. I've been speaking with Brittany Barsati, General Counsel of the California News Publishers Association. Brittany, thank you so much for speaking with me and coming on the show. Thank you. That's it for this episode of The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight. I'm editor Nick Preciado. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.